Welcome to Arrowhead Audible, where we talk Chiefs, NFL, and news in the football world. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to Arrowhead Audible. Appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, we're going to take a minute to review the Chiefs and Buccaneers game and victory from Sunday night. We're going to take a look at Chiefs and Raiders for Monday. And we're going to take a quick peek around the NFL and look at some of the other key games that are going to be getting played. Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Um, Sunday night was awesome. Uh, no, no better way to put it. Uh, Chiefs and Bucks. Chiefs walk out of Tampa Bay with a 41-31 to 31 victory where I feel like the score was closer than the way the game actually felt. Um, Chiefs pretty much controlled that one from start to finish. Uh, defense was, you know, came out on all cylinders. Offense was moving the ball around great. Um, and it's weird because if you look at the stat line, it doesn't seem like anything spectacular happened outside of maybe, you know, the 50-50 split between the rush and the pass. Um, but I just felt like we were watching a well-oiled machine. You know, there are, it's every game you're going to have some miscues. Um, and the, I think the one thing that's still surprising to me is the fact that Juju, MVS, Sky Moore, McCall Hardman. Um, well, I take that back. I think McCall Hardman had a touchdown week one. But, I mean, our Juju and MVS right now and Sky Moore are without any touchdown scores. Um, but I feel like they were more involved with the game plan. I feel like, you know, Pat was getting the ball to especially Juju and MVS on, on Sunday night a little bit more. Um, but the team just looked pumped up. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, felt Finally felt like a stress-free game after the fumble happened at the, you know, off the opening kickoff. Um, I, at that point, moving forward, I just was able to sit back and enjoy watching football as a fan, which is nice. Um, I think the bulletin board material from Shaq Barrett was definitely a motivating factor uh, for the offensive line because they looked great. And, you know, we did allow a few sacks, but overall, you know, when you're going against the number one or at the time, the number one defense in the NFL, that's a that's a lot to play up to, um, and the you know the sound bites that were being heard across social media I think was more than enough firepower for our O line, and just adding to adding to that would be you know the last time Kansas City played in Tampa was you know something that we all want to forget, um, but unfortunately it's kind of hard to when it's a Super Bowl game where we got our butts kicked. Um, but overall, I think that game gave us some good momentum leading into the upcoming week. And yes, the Raiders are one and three. Yes, uh, you know, the Chiefs have dominated that, that series for quite some time now. You know, the Raiders have squeaked out a couple here and there over the, you know, the past few years. But there's, it's, it's, starting to feel like a rivalry again. And I think the part or the thing that made me feel that way 
about this game coming up on Monday night is uh, the soundbite from the locker room after the Chiefs and Buccaneers game on Sunday night. And I don't know if it's something you could see in his eye or the tone in his voice or what it was, but when Pat broke down uh, the locker room at the end of the game Sunday, something made me feel (laughs) like this game on Monday has the juice that the Chiefs and Raiders rivalries had, you know, in the 90s, in in the early 2000s when the Raiders had a good football team. Um, And, you know, as a Chiefs fan, as someone that's been following this team, you know, for as long as I can remember, that makes the game exciting. Um, And I'm excited, you know, I'm excited for it being Raider week. You know, I think back to Marty Schottenheimer. I, you know, I think back to Dick Vermeil. And I don't know if Andy Reid doesn't just play into these rivalries as much as those coaches. He's a little bit more um, soft-spoken is not a good word, but you can tell it's not something that is his cup of tea. He's definitely more, you know, kind, I guess is the best way to put it, towards the opponents on a week-to-week basis. You know, it's always, we look forward to the challenge of playing X, Y, Z, whoever it is. Um, but there's there's something I feel with the locker room that is giving this game that juice again. Um, and it could have been driving the bus around the stadium. It could be standing on the logo at midfield. But it's like the Raiders are almost feeding back into this rivalry again, which makes it exciting. Not only for, you know, the Kansas City fan base, it makes it exciting for the Raiders fan base. It makes it, makes it exciting for the NFL. Um, and, you know, just going going into that game, even though they're 1-3, they just came off a, a big victory against the Broncos. And anytime you beat a divisional opponent, uh, definitely carries a lot of weight going into the upcoming week. But, um, you know, with that being said, I, I still – they have pieces on on their roster that are capable. I don't know of t- uh, taking over a game, but they're capable of, you know, causing moments to happen in the game that could change the outcome. You know, you think of Max Crosby. Um, I don't care what anybody says. I think Derek Carr, as much as we love to hate him, you know, I think he's, you know, a, a solid quarterback. Um, I wouldn't put him at like Alex Smith level. You know, but it's kind of got that same vibe. He's he's good enough to get you somewhere, <laughs> but that somewhere is not going to be the Super Bowl. Um, and then you know that you think about the additions they had: Devonte Adams, Chandler Jones. So they have pieces on that team that can can definitely disrupt what Kansas City is going to be trying to do uh, going into that game on Monday night. So, like, one thing I feel like we just need to continue doing as a team is keep up with that screen game, um, keep running the ball. I think seeing that balanced attack from Kansas City on uh, on Sunday night is – it was a pleasant surprise. And I, I feel like that's the direction our team needs to go to continue winning games in the fashion that they did on Sunday – because that catches teams off balance. Um, everybody expects us to throw it all over the yard. You know, we, there's weapons on the team. You know, we still we still got Travis Kelsey. Juju is a great wide receiver. MVS can be that deep threat. Um, I feel like if McCole breaks loose, you know, he can have a big game here or there. So there's there's pieces that we have that can definitely open it up. But everybody's con- concentrating their their defense on that. 
So, you know, the utilization of Clyde and Pacheco and even McKinnon, um, not just on Sunday, but just going from Monday night through the rest of the season can be what, you know, is our identity, I guess, going forward. And I think that could be the difference between, you know, maybe a 10-11 win team. I feel like we'll probably win more than get than that. But, I mean, that could be the difference between 10-11 wins and 13-14 wins in the season. You know, I think this team is plenty good enough to to make a run at a one seed still. And I feel like the AFC is 100% up for grabs. You know, you got Buffalo and Miami kind of neck and neck down there in the south or in the east, I mean. The South, you got Jacksonville, who's surprising a lot of people. Um, Tennessee, even though I don't feel like they're near the caliber they used to be, they I feel like they kind of just stick around long enough for somebody else to fall apart. Um, and then if you go into the North, I mean, Baltimore, Cincinnati, you know, Cleveland's been kind of up and down, but they're surprising with, you know, Jacoby Brissett being the person to kind of have to carry that team right now. And they're going to be getting Deshaun back in a few weeks. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of parity. Um, so with the chiefs sitting at three and one with Buffalo sitting at three and one, you know, there's going to be that opportunity. And I think one thing we have to be careful about with the game on Monday is trying not to catch ourselves looking forward to the Sunday after um, because the next game on the schedule is Buffalo. And my only fear with the game coming up is that the same thing's going to happen that happened against Indy. And maybe it wasn't apparent in the moment of the Colts and Chiefs game, but I feel like we got lackadaisical and caught ourselves looking ahead against Tampa Bay which is great because we beat Tampa Bay, but I feel like it just set us up for failure. So, you know, the hope is that Andy Reid and the players, you know, the leaders in the locker room, Travis, Pat, hopefully they can rein everybody in and keep them focused um, going into into Monday night um, and then just continue to take it as a one-game-at-a-time mentality because if they don't um, – you know, the Raiders are one of those teams that I think they're a little bit better than the record. I'm not saying they're great, but I feel like they're one of those teams that could sneak up on you and punch you in the mouth. Um, and I even think back to, you know, cup, you know, the 2020 season when they came to Kansas City and beat us. You know, that's something that back, you know, looking back at that moment feels like a game that we shouldn't have lost. But that's exactly what happened. You know, we were kind of still figuring out our identity at the, that part of the season and we got punched in the mouth. So, um, you know, with, with the game on Monday night, I think the, the big storyline is just continuing to roll in the AFC. And then one that's been getting spread all over social media is Mahomes breaking. Um, I wouldn't even say record, but passing Troy Aikman on the, the touchdown list uh, with four, D, four TDs on Monday night. So with that being said, my prediction for Monday is, one, I think Pat passes Troy um, on Monday, which would be exciting because who's on the call that game? Troy and Joe Buck. So it'd be fun. <laughs> it would be fun as a Chiefs fan to see that happen. Um, and I also, you know, feel like the Chiefs win this game, Bo, you know, by 
a touchdown to 10 points. I think it's a little bit closer than we anticipate, but I think it's one that's going to be similar to Tampa Bay where the Chiefs control the whole entire game. Um, and then it ends up being a little bit closer than what was actually played for, you know, the full 60 minutes. Um, so I, I could see a score line of, you know, like a 38 to 28, um, you know, 35 to 28 or 35 to, you know, 25, something in that ballpark, you know, just kind of a weird score line, but I feel like our defense is better than we get credit for just because a lot of the points that got scored in, you know, versus Tampa Bay versus Arizona was all garbage time stuff. So, you know, watching them just like with the eye test playing against Tampa Bay last week, they just looked fast. They looked dominant, you know, Tampa Bay was going to score. It's a given, you know, it was a matter of time before they were start, you know, going to be able to put points up on the board. Um, and I think, you know, with Devonte Adams and with the team that is, you know, familiar with the chiefs and the Raiders who they play twice a year, you know, I think that they have an opportunity to put up some points on the board. I don't think they're going to come out and be world beaters, but um, I think they'll, they'll do enough to kind of keep it competitive for a little bit. But before we uh, dive into some of the key games around the NFL this week, one thing I just wanted to do is kind of look at my personal top five uh, Chiefs and Raiders moments um, since I've been alive. You know, we could go into the AFL and all that stuff from the 60s. But, um, you know, just growing up with that rivalry and, you know, my dad and my friends and, you know, just teaching me about (laughs) us not liking the Raiders. Um, I want to just look back at probably, you know, a couple of different games or situations that happened in in games um, that stood out to me, you know, in in my time on earth. But uh, the first one I would probably look back at, um, I would say, is that Jamal Jamal Charles five touchdown game that he had. Um, You could just see how that affected (laughs) the stadium. And it was like, I don't think there was anything that at the time Oakland could have done um, to win that game, even though they did make it competitive in that second half. But I think that was just one of those days where it's going to go down in history. Um, People are always going to talk about it. People are always going to remember it. But um, that was like, oh, like a, hey, world, Jamal Charles is probably one of the best running backs of his era kind of moment. Um, And it's always nice when that comes with the victory over the Raiders, um, you know, alongside that. Uh, My second one is, I can't remember exactly what year it was. Uh, It was Thursday night game, early December. Um, Chiefs Raiders in Kansas City. Winner basically puts themselves in a position to win the AFC West. So I want to say this is like 20... 16 2017 somewhere in that ballpark um but i'll I'll just call it it's the tyreek hill punt game um where or punt return game where uh the stadium starts chaining tyreek's name um fun fact me and my best friend were at that game um freezing our tails off in the upper deck but probably one of the coolest moments to see in person um because you know that first punt 
gets called back for a penalty and you just hear the crowd start chanting Tyreek Hill's name and you're like, okay, like what's going to happen? And he takes it to the house. Um, and like I said, winner pretty much clinches ASC West at that point. Chiefs end up winning that game, uh, end up being a hard fought battle. Um, and secured us, you know, a home game for the playoffs that year. So great moment. Um, regardless of how cold it was outside, how windy it was, but definitely something cool to witness in person. Um, moment number three, I would say probably 2020 uh, COVID season where we had to come back against the Raiders in Vegas. So their inaugural season, um, Chiefs kind of, like I said, they were, you know, having a little bit of a weird season. Um, you know, it's funny to look back at that because they ended up playing in the Super Bowl that year. But um, the Raiders were super competitive. And that that game was just one that went back and forth. And even if they didn't have fans in the stands, me personally did not want to see the Raiders leave that game with a win in their first matchup against Kansas City in Vegas. Um, and the moment in that game that really stood out to me was that last touchdown Pat threw to, uh, Travis Kelsey, um, you know, in that last minute of the game. And it was that, you know, he looks like he's about to take off up the middle, get a first down, uh, you know, keep the clock running and pulls that defender up and Kelsey's wide open in the end zone. And then, you know, the typical Dan Sorensen last play of the game interception <laughs> to pretty much put the nail in the coffin was that last pass that uh, Derek Carr threw before we finished the game. So that was, that was one that was fun to watch, had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Um, and it was just, you know, exciting, even though you never want to play a close game against the Raiders. Uh, moment four, I would say, is kind of a tie between both the games last year. So we'll say four and five, but um, I would say four was the the game in Vegas last year. Um, Chiefs, I think, were five and four at that point. Raiders are five and three. So it was like, okay, who's who's going to come out and you know really take control of the AFC West? Um, and what was kind of a close first half, you know, one possession game where Chiefs are leading. Um, Chiefs just came out the second half and completely dominated. Um, defense was looking good. Pats throwing touchdowns all over the place. Um, and that's the first full crowd at Vegas. Um, and the Chiefs come in there, one, with a ton of red. So you can see that we travel well, but two, winning it in a full stadium in Vegas in prime time was probably the most fun to watch and especially to blow them out. And then to, to couple that, you know, the chiefs are already had the motivation from Vegas with, you know, the hijinks of the season before with the, the bus around the stadium was, you know, and then they had the whole standing on the logo situation. Um, but the, you know, them coming out right away, defense scoop and score touchdown, you know, I think the Chiefs at one point were up 35 to nothing um, in the first half of that game. 
And even though it wasn't like a special, like memorable moment, it was one of those games that you can kind of kind of easily look over. It's one that stands out to me just because you took, you completely took the life out of them. And anytime we can beat a team like that, especially one that's a rival, it feels even better to me. Um, and, you know, that was one that I think we just asserted our dominance in the series. Uh, we asserted our dominance for the season. And, you know, we just showed the Raiders that they're not at our level. Um, and hopefully they won't be anytime soon. But that was the other game or, you know, kind of moment that stood out to me. All right. So before we close things out for the day. Um, I just want to take a quick run around the NFL and look at some of the intriguing matchups. Um, you know, one in the AFC West and then a couple of other games. One's a primetime game that I think is going to really stand out on Sunday night. But uh, first one is Colts and Broncos on Thursday. Um, one that I think a lot of people are picking Denver because it's at home. Uh, the Colts are without Jonathan Taylor. Um, I feel like the Colts are not a good team, <laughs> but as we saw against Kansas City, they were one, if you, you let them in, they'll find a way to win a game. Um, Naheem Hines is somebody that I could see, you know, maybe having a couple big plays in the game that make a difference. Um, but when you look at the matchup, Denver has the better players, you know, you got Russell Wilson, who, you know, me personally, don't I don't think he's at the same level he was anymore. Uh, they have Cortland Sutton. You know, they have they have the guys necessary, um, you know, to, to win a game like that. So um, that one I, I could see kind of going either way. Wouldn't be surprised if Denver won. Um, but I'm not sure if they even cover the spread where, where it sits right now. Is, you know, Denver's a three-point favorite. So that could be one that ends up being a lot closer. <laughs> um, next game would be Chargers and Browns, a couple of two and two teams. One that maybe should have a better record. The other one is kind of a toss up just because of all the off season issues. But um, I feel like the Chargers find themselves in this position every year. Um, it's always seems to be injuries or whatever it might be that keeps them from getting to the promised land of the playoffs, um, which is surprising to say because they have, you know, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. They have the weapons. You know, you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, who we're not sure about the whole injury situation yet. You know, Joey Bosa's out, but they have him. You know, they, they have the guys to be a good team, and they just for some reason can't seem to put it together. Is Brandon Staley going to shoot him in the foot again? Hard to tell. I feel like he's been been doing that to that team. Um, but, you know, that's this is another one of those games where the point spreads low. I feel like it could go either way. You know, the Chargers, you know, played a, a tight game against the Texans. They got destroyed by Jacksonville. They are, you know, I feel like they should be playing better than what they are. Um, and, you know, Cleveland, Amari Cooper ha has been playing, you know, a solid season so far. And Jacoby Percet has been a serviceable, serviceable backup quarterback that's having to be a starter right now. Um, I, I, I want to pick the Chargers to win that one, but I think the Browns might squeak one out, which would be disappointing um, for Chargers fans. 
but something's telling me that you know Cleveland might have enough in the tank to to pull away and, and win that game. Uh, the last one I really want to look at: Bengals Ravens uh, battle to see who can go atop the AFC North. Uh, Ravens coming off of a heartbreaking loss to Buffalo, and the Bengals, you know, are on extended rest right now. So hard for me to pick on this one. I don't. I think that Bengals win against Miami. I, I don't want to say it was a fluke, but you know, Tua was dealing with concussion issues and we you know that's definitely a sensitive subject because we all know how that situation was handled I you know Miami's a good team I don't think they're in that top level where I think Baltimore I think coaching and just some stupid mistakes kind of like that Chiefs and Colts game some stupid mistakes kept Baltimore from beating a really good Buffalo team um Baltimore's three-point favorites there. Uh, it's going to be on Sunday Night Football, prime time. You know, I think if Baltimore can play the game the way they want to play it, um, I, I could see this one actually getting a little out of hand. Um, I, I know it's a division game, but, you know, Lamar's on, on this contract season. He's playing his mind out right now. You know, even with the mistakes last week, he's still playing at an MVP level. Um you know, that's one that it could be close, but at the same time, I, I could see Baltimore kind of winning by, you know, 10 to 14 points, and it wouldn't be a shocking thing to happen. Now, I could also see it being a three-point game or a one-point game just because of, you know, what's at stake within the division and the fact that it's a division rivalry. So those are those are a couple games to look at uh, for the upcoming week. Um, I'm looking forward to recapping what I hope to be a, a Chiefs victory over the Raiders on Monday night. Um, and then we're going to be into a quick turnaround. It's not a short, short week, but still a shorter week um, going from Monday to Sunday with Chiefs and Bills coming up, um, you know, on Sunday afternoon after this Raiders game. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen again, and we'll talk to you soon.